Hello, my name is Rick Pearson and welcome to Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. Last week, we discussed the four writers of the apocalypse and how their entrance upon the world would first appear in the United States of America. But what will be the ripple effects of that grand entrance and how will it affect the other nations of the world? We'll answer that question and much more so stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Prophecy USA. Last week we discussed how horses in the Bible represent three specific attributes, strength, war, and swiftness. Of course, there's nothing more dramatic in Scripture that represents those attributes than the four riders of the apocalypse, or as the Urban Dictionary describes it, as four riders of a catastrophic event that begins the final seven-year battle of good and evil. And that final battle will only begin at God's appointed time in history. No man knows that time nor the hour. However, before those horses are released, a great providential nation must be raised up by God, a nation who represents the seventh of eight providential nations in Bible prophecy, a nation who's the richest and most prosperous in world history. She sits upon the seven mountains of the world and as a, acts as a firewall deterring the Antichrist spirit from controlling smaller, weaker nations. She is specifically positioned for such a time as this to hold back the Antichrist until his appointed time to appear. And she's recognized globally as a woman whose 53 biblical descriptions point directly to the United States of America. And from last week's lessons, we also learned that the four riders of the apocalypse are the first four seals Jesus will open at the appointed time. They'll be released upon the whole earth and will make their grand appearance in this lady of kingdoms who's fallen into gross darkness. So much spiritual darkness that the angel in John's vision literally changes her name from lady of kingdoms to lady, lady of Pornavu, who leads the way in pornography and every immorality forbidden by God. However, within her is a chosen generation of believers a bride of Christ who's designed to raise up a shout and shine the light of the gospel in a land of total darkness. But the riders of the apocalypse will instantly shatter that darkness by the three attributes that symbolically represent their mission. To better explain their grand entrance into America, listen to this. And I, John, saw when the Lamb Jesus opened the first seal. And I saw a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth, conquering and to conquer. 
The word conquer in this passage is the Greek word nikeo, denoting victory or superiority. As a verb, it means to win or to defeat. In other words, there are certain nations who will willingly be conquered, defeated, or won over to join the Antichrist. According to prophecy, they will total ten specific regions of the earth. And the ten horns that you saw are ten kings, who have not yet received royal power, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour together with the beast. And a second seal was opened, and there went out another horse that was red, and the power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another, and there was given unto him a great sword. The red horse with his great sword, or weapon of mass destruction, swiftly ushers the world into a war. However, this weapon will be specifically aimed at Mystery Babylon the Great. A parallel scripture of Babylon's destruction at the beginning of the tribulation states, And the ten horns that you saw, they will hate the whore, and they will make her desolate and naked, and devour her flesh, and burn her with fire. In fulfilling God's word, the Antichrist is literally used by God to release judgment upon Babylon. For Babylon has become the habitation of every foul and unclean spirit. And through people yielding to those spirits, Jesus said the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The eternal laws of sowing and reaping have come to a climax. The Lady of Kingdoms, whose golden cup is filled with the shedding of innocent blood, is now ready to drink from that cup. Just as demons seduced Hitler to shoot, gas, and burn God's chosen people, eventually Hitler himself bit down on a cyanide gas capsule, shot himself in the head, and had a devoted Nazi henchman burn his body. Hitler obeyed these demons, but at his appointed time of death, God instructed those same demons to turn on Hitler. Through the mandate of the Red Horse, this Lady of Kingdoms will now drink from her own blood-stained cup, the very abominations that she poured out on the innocent children she slaughtered in her temples of Baal. For blood it defileth the land, and the land cannot be cleansed of that blood that is shed therein, but by the blood of him that shed it. The first two riders will come with strength, war, and swiftness upon Babylon the Great, but how will it affect the rest of the world? Wow, it's extremely sobering to know that at God's appointed time, the very first mandate Antichrist and his new world order does is destroy the seventh providential nation of Babylon the Great. Since World War II, Babylon has been God's firewall to deter Satan's continuous efforts to rule mankind. But now since her rejection of God's commandments and the abominations that Satan seduced her with, God has no choice but to judge this covenant nation that he himself has raised up. Satan will now use the modern weapons of mass destruction to usher in that judgment and literally fulfill God's written word. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine, and she shall be burned with fire. For in one hour is thy judgment come. For in one hour such great riches come to naught. For in one hour Babylon is made desolate. But these two things shall come upon thee in a moment in one day, the loss of children and widowhood. Thou shalt not know from whence, and mischief shall befall thee. Desolation shall come upon thee suddenly. Behold, they shall be stubble, and the fire shall burn them. 
They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame, for strong is the Lord who judges thee. The very moment that Jesus opens the first seal, the tribulation period will begin. And according to scripture, it will begin with a bang. But what are the effects of that bang over the next seven years? And why did Jesus say, for then shall be great tribulation, such was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. The devastating effects of nuclear weapons is far more dramatic than most of us can comprehend. The fiery judgment of nuclear war guarantees instant death to anyone who comes in contact with such a blast. However, in his description of that judgment, God gives us a hint of how devastating that initial death toll could be upon Babylon the Great. Scripture states that this mystery woman at the time of her judgment will have a golden cup in her hand full of abominations of filthiness of her fornication. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of saints and with the blood of martyrs of Jesus. However, this same cup which is full of innocent blood now becomes the measuring stick of how many will die at her initial judgment. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, fill to her double. Current U.S. statistics estimate that 50 to 60 million children have been sacrificed in America in the Planned Parenthood abortion clinics. If what is in the cup is a measuring device, this would give us a death toll of approximately 100 million souls the first hour of Antichrist's quest for world dominion. The staggering thought that one-third of the American population could be taken out in one hour is monumental in the history of world wars. However, even more staggering is that projection over the next seven years. According to scripture, one-third of the planet's population will follow that trend. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay a third part of men. Current population of the globe is seven and a half billion people. One-third of that number is approximately 2.1 billion people. The first day of the tribulation, yielding a hundred million souls from America, is just a drop in the bucket compared to what follows. 2.1 billion deaths, averaged over a seven-year period, equals 300 million deaths annually. And that number represents six times the current global annual death toll of approximately 50 million. But what exactly causes those numbers to drastically increase? And what does scripture say it will be like during that period of time fulfilling the seven-year tribulation? Jesus said such was not since the beginning of the world. Stay tuned to find out because I guarantee you that this revelation will change your life. Hey folks, have you ever been witnessing to somebody and you just can't remember verses or recall the 
eight providential nations in scripture, let alone how America meets all 53 descriptions of the seventh nation in Bible prophecy? Well, now Prophecy USA has a free app and every TV program, podcast, and all 53 descriptions of America's role in Bible prophecy will be in the palm of your hand. Together with our study guide, you can study to show thyself approved at any time, any place, and at any given moment. You can even upload the app onto your friend's phone or iPad and let them find out for themselves where this generation fits on God's prophetic time clock. To get the free app, go to prophecyusa.org. And for a donation of $20 or more, we will include a 100-page study guide boldly proclaiming America's role in Bible prophecy. We just discussed the sobering details of the initial stages of the tribulation period. It begins with the opening of the first four seals known as the four riders of the apocalypse. Once the Antichrist on his white horse convinces the ten nation new world order to join him, the second rider on a red horse initiates a war. Utilizing a great sword, he unleashes nuclear weapons upon the seventh providential nation who's been thwarting their plans for years. The initial casualties result with the first day death toll of at least 100 million, followed by an annual death toll of 300 million for the next seven years. Now, although these numbers are staggering, it did not at all surprise Jesus who warned us in scripture, it will be a time of tribulation, such was not since the beginning of the world. However, just as in the days of Noah and in the days of Sodom, the vast majority of people listening to these warnings will not believe the word of God. The vast majority in Babylon the Great are dependent on science, knowledge, and technology. Secular humanism has convinced the masses that science and technology should replace the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christianity is only something to laugh at and mock. However, God has already sent the harbingers of 9-11 and COVID-19 to warn the world what is coming. Overnight, the world changed as we knew it. However, those warnings mean nothing to non-believers in Babylon the Great. They have no clue how bad things are going to be. For their minds, they think that everything is under control. And it's in their minds that lay the greatest enemy of their eternal souls. The Bible has foretold us that they say within their heart, I sit a queen and shall see no sorrow. For thy wisdom and thy knowledge has perverted thee. And thou hast said in thine heart, I am and none else beside me. The tribulation period consists of 21 distinct judgments. These signs of God's hand of correction will come in the form of seven seals, seven trumpets, and seven vials. God is attempting to show man that without him they cannot rule the planet. However, his motives throughout the tribulation is plainly explained in Ezekiel 33:11. For I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will ye die? You know, history shows us that God judged Egypt 
by exploiting their ten national guard, gods with ten national plagues. In the coming tribulation, he will exploit the new religion of science, knowledge, and technology to release the 21 plagues coming to the world. The very mindset that has seduced secular humanism to say there is no God will be used to destroy their groupthink that has replaced their belief in God. From this single catastrophic event that the Red Horse releases, we will introduce a theological tool known as telescopic prophecy. After the first four seals, or four riders of the apocalypse, are released, there remain 17 more plagues to come in the form of seals, trumpets, and bowls. Now, many of these plagues are environmental and are the ripple effects of nuclear fallout coming from the great sword released by the rider on the red horse. Remember, it is his great sword that releases a one-hour fiery judgment on Babylon the Great. The following judgments are simply progressive stages of intensity from one event. They're not supernatural in nature, but instead are scientific repercussions coming from nuclear weapons that were created by man in the first place. In other words, the plagues are literally self-induced by the insatiable greed of man utilizing scientific weapons to destroy others for world domination. And in the process, they end up destroying themselves. However, those who, who die from the aftermath will envy those who died in the flames. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee them. And as God watches, he will weep for man's redemption and still be calling them to salvation. Now to better explain telescopic prophecy, let's consider a documentary that CNN did in 2004. The documentary speculated on the possibilities of a dirty bomb being released in the port city of Los Angeles, the results of which could be compared to progressive stages of intensity that John saw globally in the book of Revelation. CNN reported that a dirty bomb upon detonation would kill approximately 36,000 people at ground zero. But over the months and years to come, another 160,000 people would die of radiation poisoning from nuclear fallout. Using the pictorial narration of telescopic prophecy, let's imagine what a prophet would see in the form of three time-lapse visions concerning CNN's projection of a dirty bomb in Los Angeles. In this process, we're looking at the same city, but the futuristic visions are time-lapsed over a specific period of time. In the first vision, if a prophet were to see the initial destruction of Los Angeles, he would first see a dirty bomb explode and fire rain down on the city, killing approximately 36,000 at the epicenter of the explosion. In his second vision, a year later, he sees the same city yielding 160,000 deaths specifically caused from the pestilence 
and nuclear fallout. He might even see sores breaking out on their skin. In his third vision, seeing the city three years after the initial blast, he would see all plant life dead, the fresh water embittered, and all sea life dead and floating on what might appear to be water that was colored red like unto blood. The visions that the prophet would see are time-lapse visions, but they're all of the same major event. This is the same way John sees the apocalyptic visions of the tribulation period. They're time-lapsed, progressive stages of intensity from one major event, and they are pictorially narrated by the symbols of seals, trumpets, and bowls. You know, God often uses this pictorial narration because a picture says a thousand words. It's easy to remember, and it can be handed down by oral tradition from one generation to another. We just discussed the theological tool known as telescopic prophecy. This tool basically explains that a prophet can have multiple visions of the same event but are time sequenced over a specific number of years. In the case of the red horse's great sword, the effect of this nuclear weapon results in several stages of intensity carried over seven years, but were initiated the first day from the nuclear blast. Telescopic prophecy views the same event spread over a number of years with progressive stages of intensity. These progressive stages of intensity taking place over that seven year period create an environment that Jesus prophesied would be such was not since the beginning of the world. These stages of intensity are described to John in the form of seals, trumpets, and bowls. But why would God use the pictorial narration of seals, trumpets, and bowls? Perhaps it's because a picture says a thousand words, or perhaps it's, perhaps it's because it's much easier to remember these visual aids than the actual description of the judgments that they represent. Remember, in the days that these visions were given, many people could not even read. Even Jesus used parables in order to get his message across. However, today with modern technology and a society that's far more educated than that of yesteryear, we can easily join the dots, interpret the visions, and hopefully make sense of what John actually saw. We now will look at the judgments that will come once the new world order is given the divine authority to take their place in Bible prophecy. In our quest for understanding, we will use a time sequence chart showing the four riders of the apocalypse at the top of the chart represented as the first four seals. However, we will just focus on the red horse for now. It will be his great sword that produces many of the environmental judgments that are time sequenced throughout the seven year tribulation period. The plagues are listed as seven seals and seven trumpets and seven bowls. And we can see at the top of the chart, the second seal is represented by the red horse. Following behind the seals are the trumpets. As we look at the numbers involved with each trumpet, we can see the progressive stages of intensity 
over the following seven years. Now we speculate that these are the direct results of a nuclear blast delivered to Babylon from the red horse of war. And it's important to note that the trumpets and bowls and their time sequences are not exact as we compare them. But as we connect the dots, there is definitely a time sequence pattern of the environmental judgments over the seven year period. Beginning with the trumpets, we see that initially in the first year, one third of the trees are burnt, obviously with fire coinciding with the red horse releasing a fiery judgment on Babylon the Great. But by the second year or stage two of the trumpets, John sees one third of the sea dying. By year three, the fresh water is embittered around the globe. These are all the progressive stages of nuclear fallout. When we look at the bowls, we see a very similar progression. In year two, the sea turns to blood, very similar to trumpet number two. In bowl number three, it specifically describes the fresh water which has been embittered by the fallout seeping out of Babylon. Trumpet four represents the sun, the moon, and the stars not shining. Now this is speculative that the smoke and dust of the nuclear blast has entered the first two levels of the atmosphere and are creating this phenomenon of blocking the sun. Meanwhile, bowl number four references the same sun scorching men. A nuclear blast of certain magnitude has the ability to affect the ozone layer. The ozone layer protects us from harmful ultraviolet rays from the sun. And without that protective layer, the sun can do more damage than good, and in this case, it scorches men. These are the environmental judgments that are described in the tribulation period. Their only purpose, according to scripture, is to turn back people to God. The very source of secular humanism, science, knowledge, and technology will be the same sources that God destroys, letting man know that without his guidance, provision, and protection, and his divine moral protocol, mankind on his own will literally self-destruct. Those remaining in Babylon will have absolutely no electricity, iPhones, internets. The electromagnetic pulse from the great sword will fry every electrical circus within its radius. The only source to turn to, other than the New World Order's fascist regime, will be God. And in that premise, Jeremiah rightly prophesies, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So call upon me and I will hearken unto you. And those that seek me shall find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you from the nations and from the all places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I have caused you to be carried away captive. 
No matter how far you have drifted, no matter how far you've gone from God, His hand of mercy is ever stretched out for your deliverance. Unfortunately, we're out of time. But join us next week as we continue searching Scripture to show you things to come. This is Prophecy USA. My name's Rick Pearson, and I'm reminding you that Jesus Christ is alive, and He's coming back much sooner than many people think. We'll see you next week. Shalom.